Hello everyone, it's me, Ben, Editor-in-Chief of BXP Games, and I'm coming to you with something experimental, something new. This is BXP's bonus babble, because I am a fiend for alliteration, and I feel that every title ever should be alliterated. Um, I have a weird addition for that, and I apologise. But basically, what this is, is a podcast born from a couple of fa factors. Um, first of all, it's just going to be me. Now, that might immediately put you off, and I understand that. You might enjoy the other voices more, and I know some people find me a bit grating. But I'm bringing this for interviewation for a couple of reasons. First of all, I'm doing it because I've had people requesting uh, on multiple occasions for shorter shows, more bite-sized shows, half an hour, hour max. I don't actually know how long this is going to run, but that's one of the reasons, is because when there's three or four or five of us talking, things tend to run to at least two hours, and like the last episode was about two hours 20. So I'm trying to do something a bit shorter for those that want something a bit shorter. The other reason I'm doing this is that those shows are running so long because we have so much to talk about. And I think doing a bi-weekly podcast, while it helps with our schedules, because, you know, we're all doing this for free. None of us get paid for this. We're doing it for fun, just for the love of games more than anything. Um, I think, you know, doing it every two weeks for that reason, for scheduling reasons, that makes perfect sense. However, even now, in what used to be the quiet time of year, in the drought, there's so much news and so many games that when we do do it every two weeks, we're having to cut stuff, we aren't able to talk about so much stuff. And due to my nature as EIC, I play uh, probably the lion's share of the games, and I'm the one that usually deals with the news and the social media sides of things, so I'm the most up to date with that just because of, of what I do for the site. So I figured, hey, why don't I try and do a solo podcast where I just talk by myself? Now, I've not tried this before, I don't think I've ever done this before, um, at least not when I've been working for BXB. Um, so this could be really awful and really boring and dry. And I hope it's not, but I really don't know. So please, by all means, leave some feedback. Uh, I would also say that this is probably going to be one you're just going to want to listen to rather than watch. So make sure you head over to the iTunes feed. Uh, look for BXB Games, Bits and Bobs. It's all going to be in that feed. All our podcasts always go up in the same feed. Uh, unless people ask me to set up something separate, and then maybe I will. But for the time being, this will be in the main feed. Now, if you're not sure how to find us on iTunes, head over to bxbgames.co.uk. Check out the post for this episode. All the subscription stuff is in the post. Also, all the links to all the things I'm going to be talking about in the post. Uh, and they're, they're, that's really helpful. You'll find, you know, what I do is I give shout out. Most of my links come from Eurogamer. They're probably my favorite European focused video game coverage website. So that's where I usually get all the news posts and stuff. That's how I stay up to date. It's by following those guys. So I should give them the props. But also I'm going to be talking about some of the games I've been playing and not just news. And that should hopefully when we get to BXB's Bits and Bobs, which may or may not be on next week due to commitments. Um, when we get to that, we'll be able to spend more time talking to the guys, talking about what they've been doing. And, you know, not necessarily just news coverage or not necessarily just boring stuff but the banter the fun time stuff the stuff that i think most people enjoy from group focused podcasts um rather than just critically analyzing stuff which will already be in review form on the website or you know will be a video that i've done or something like that so you know we're just trying stuff out i'm i'm always exciting to try stuff out on on bxb um why not why not give stuff a go so Without further ado, I'm going to start talking about some games. It is weird not having anybody here to talk to, but I've got you to talk to, so that's nice. I just think I'm I'm talking to you. I'm down. We're down the pub. It's summery. We've got a beer. We're in the garden, and you guys are asking me about rhyme. 
And Rhyme's just come out from Tequila Works. Uh, and Richard actually uh, is reviewing Rhyme. And I think that's fitting because he just reviewed Sexy Brutal, which was also a Tequila Works game. I really enjoyed it. And I saw Rhyme and I thought, you know what? Um, I'll buy that and I'll let Richard get the review going because this looks like a Richard kind of game. It's puzzly. It's got a Nintendo vibe to it. It's got a beautiful sort of cel-shaded art style. And basically the, the, the concept of Rhyme is that you're on an island. You're not really sort of given much of a narrative setup. You're going to explore things and work things out as you go in this evocative setting of playing as this young boy, sort of environmental puzzles. And I'm really enjoying it. It's very charming. Um, it's got a real sort of sense of style to it and a sense of place. I actually, I, you know, I've been using these these Lucid Sound LS30 uh, Universal headset, which I reviewed earlier in the week, and I'll talk about a bit briefly later on. But man, the music uh, and the environmental sound design is stunning in Ryan. Like, it's a really beautiful experience. I've not played that much yet, and I'm sure Richard next week will talk about it in length. If we do a podcast next week, um, if not, it'll have to come up. Um, on a following episode and if you hear sounds i apologize coming out of my computer it's because i'm recording this without using headphones um because i didn't feel the need but you you might hear dings and whistles you know as as windows 10 probably tries to update itself in the middle of this podcast because that's what windows 10 does so i apologize about that but let's move on to the next game i've been playing um another game that's come out sort of recently uh that i've been playing and checking out a bit more of is uh, joel did the sort of preview for marvel heroes and mega on ps4 uh, and that was in closed beta at the time and i want to give this shout because gazillion have been great um you know they're supporting our coverage of this uh, from there and they've been really really helpful very very open and i wanted to just say talk about it a little bit because i've been back to it since the open beta launch and immediately some of the issues i had in the closed beta some of the qol stuff quality of life stuff like menu interface lag uh, performance issues stuff i can already see improvements you know that the fact that these guys are working hard on the menu designs how snappy the menus feel the performance in the larger sort of clash environments where big things are going on that's really really cool that they're doing such uh, an active kind of development on this game it's actually coming out a little bit later in june on xbox uh, and i'm hoping to check it out on xbox as well there because it's my primary multiplayer platform so i'm looking forward to seeing uh, that's not coming it's not coming out in beta on xbox that's the full release coming out in june so hopefully that means we'll maybe get some more characters maybe there'll be some xbox exclusive characters i don't know exactly what they're planning on doing but i'm excited to see it uh, i've been playing more of nova now who's my main in that game and i really like how he plays but i've been trying out lots of the other characters and there's a huge amount of variety to the play styles and again i look forward to discussing this a bit further with joel he's on holiday at the moment which is another one of the reasons why i'm not sure we're going to have a podcast next week we might not have enough people we might not have enough uh, time in our busy schedules life gets in the way when all you really want to do is play video games part of being an adult that sucks uh, however it doesn't mean i get to run a website where i can play video games and that's the excuse i can use with the wife that I'm doing this, it's a second job, in inverted commas, how good is that? Anyway, moving on to this headset, I'm, I'm brandishing around my neck now in video form. Um, yeah, check out my review. Again, always trying new stuff here on BXB. It's the first time I've ever reviewed hardware, and I feel like maybe I could have done a better job. Um, actually, no maybe about it, I could definitely have done a better job. Um, what I did was I shot video as I unboxed the headset for the first time, and then I cut audio over it you know after using the headset for about two weeks maybe a bit longer uh which was the actual review long story short i bloody love this headset uh the lucid sound ls30s universal headset uh compatible with xbox one and ps4 i feel like i have to kind of go through the spec sheet every time i bring them up because i don't maybe have the depth of vocabulary to talk about them 
as I'd like to. Uh, like I, I call myself an amateur audio enthusiast, as in I can appreciate good sound. I can appreciate you know a well um, mixed. 5.1 soundtrack to a film or a video game, you know, when the, the, you know, the highs are in the right places, the directional audio feels like it's natural and coming from the right directions, that sort of thing. Definitely appreciate that. Uh, and I also appreciate that these guys, they're not like the most high end. It's about a hundred pounds UK. You can pick these up for uh, probably a little bit less if you shop around like whatever eBay and stuff like that. Um, and they are just incredibly comfortable. They're, there's so much padding on the ears and on the headband that I've just found myself doing all my gaming and watching films or TV or whatever when I'm on the Xbox without the wife and stuff like that. Uh, I've just been using these headsets constantly. Combined with on Xbox now that they've brought out this sort of um, 5.1 uh, virtual surround sound option on the headset, uh, which is, again, my Xbox is my primary gaming um, device. So that's that's brilliant. Like The sound is coming through. It's hard to describe how much better it is than just using a non-amplified standard sort of... Um, stereo headset which is what i was using before i actually picked one up just a week before getting these to review and you know that was that was an improvement you know over the just the chat headset obviously um but you know that was fine it was a bit like there was a little left lack of depth to the audio it was a bit tinny so when i switched that out to these guys these wireless ones which connect using the optical cable and a dongle on the console uh, it was night and day i mean the the sort of the warmth of the sound the natural tones to the mid-range and the, the upper tones and the lower tones even the bass came through nicely which isn't always something easy to do on a headset and it sounded really 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 good um the other thing i was impressed with it's got like a little i don't think i mentioned this in my review um it's got like a feedback thing where they're instead of just having the boom mic which is detachable it also has a built-in mic and the built-in mic will work like in chat headset mode and stuff when you're on xbox playing multiplayer it won't be great it won't be as good as the boom mic which is incredibly clear kit clear which is the feedback brush i got from people when i was playing with it um but it, you know the sad thing is you still have to connect the headset to the 360 controller using a cable because that's for whatever reason at the moment how microsoft decided to do things is really frustrating you don't have to do it on ps4 um but hey you have to do it on the xbox and that's fine um but you know the one thing is it's got this built-in microphone and my wife really liked this feature because what it did was um if she was like shouting at me get off the you know fucking xbox come and help me with the dishes uh, I couldn't use the excuse, I can't hear you, because it fed the audio from the environment through the headphones. So you're not completely closed off from the world around you. Um, and I really like that. I think that's a really cool feature. So you're not completely oblivious. You know, obviously you can turn the volume up and stuff and drown things out. Um, but, you know, I, I, this headset is so cool. There's other little features. It's like I, I've mentioned in the review, it's got volume control on the, on the, on the sort of the cups of the headset itself on these two dials, one to control the mic and one to control the, the headset volume itself. But in addition, you can mute the mic and mute the headset because both of those dials are also giant buttons which you can then sort of just mute that feed as well completely. So cool. So cool not having it like on a wire, on a dongle, on a, on a stupid bit of like, you know, superfluous plastic. It's all just integrated so nicely. And they've got such a great design to them. They're like a real grown-up pair of headphones. To be honest, I'm probably going to wear them out and about using my phone. It's a shame there isn't like a Bluetooth connectivity option immediately uh, available for them. So you have to connect it using the uh, non-amplified, just direct 3.5 mil connection to your phone. But hey... They just look cool, man. They're just minimal and cool. That's why I gave him five stars. I really, really fell in love with his headset. And you might argue he's been bought off because he's been sent uh, you know, a free pair of good headphones. But the more accurate thing is I probably don't have such a huge, diverse knowledge of these headphones, different audio devices, that when I am given a really nice pair, yeah, that's five stars because they changed my life. They're amazing. you know. So I, I honestly think you know that stuff 
it's well worth the investment like really really good the, the improvement it's going to give you over your gaming and movie watching and everything just fantastic just amazing so i've, I've lauded enough praise onto the lucid sound ls30s now and that's like their mid-range stuff so i imagine the, the high-end stuff the new set that's going to have the native connection to the xbox is going to be even even cooler so moving on from headsets to a game i think was improved from the good audio I was actually experiencing while playing it, which is Prey. Now, my review of Prey is out. I, uh, I gave it four stars. Um, it really pleasantly surprised me. Um, after my my dislike of the Dishonored games, I thought Prey really nailed it. Uh, I love that setting. I love the atmosphere. I really like the, the, the alien powers and the different abilities you can get to upgrade yourself. The combat's a bit mm, questionable at times. It's a bit it's a bit ropey, and I think if I hadn't had my boomstick from early on in that game, I might not have enjoyed it as, as much as I did. Uh, however, I was giving the, the pre-order DLC code, which gave me the boomstick from almost moment one in that game, so I was able to really lord it over, and I just upgraded that constantly throughout playing it and made it as powerful as possible, and it was my fullback weapon at all times. I really enjoyed some of the zero-G traversal mechanics and stuff like that as well. Uh, I talked about this as well in the previous podcast, so I'm not going to harp on it about it too much, but I just wanted to mention it that now the review's out, please head over to the site check out the full review my thoughts on it um it's definitely a sleeper hit and it's one worth checking out now one that game that isn't perhaps as much of a sleeper hit and i gave it five stars in my review this week is injustice 2 this is the best fighting game i have ever played just putting that out there this is perfect for me um i'm not a complete amateur and novice to fighting games however i'm not an expert at fighting games so this is the sweet spot. There is so much fun stuff to do in this game. There's like It's got those sort of daily hooks like Destiny does that makes you want to go back every day to get your boxes, to get your unlocks, to upgrade your characters, to you know get the next piece of loot. I, I talked about it a lot on the last podcast. I talked about it a lot in the review. Please check out Injustice 2. The weird thing is I'm not seeing a lot of people playing it on my friends list. There's, you know, maybe it came out at a weird time of the month, maybe a weird time of the year. Um, obviously, let's get this bank holiday out of the way, get everybody's paychecks in, then spend them on Injustice 2. Uh, I'm really excited about seeing what characters come out for this in the DLC. Um, and I think it's an amazing package. Netherrealm have absolutely nailed it with Injustice 2. Cool, cool story as well. Really silly story. I love it. Now, the next two games I'm going to talk about are actually under review embargo until um, the next, next week. So I'm not going to review them. Uh, well, one, two of these games are under review embargo, but they're both PC games, and one's next week and one's like the week after. So they're out already. Uh, so I'm not going to give them full reviews. I'm just going to give you my first impressions uh, based on what I've played so far. Now, I've been playing Victor Ran, which is what I would describe as a metal action isometric RPG game in the vein of Diablo. Uh, it's so metal because the overkill edition for this game comes with an entire campaign based around Motorhead. I've actually yet to delve into that. And obviously I will do before the review comes out. Um, but that's cool. And the, the slightly weird but awesome thing that stuck out to me immediately when I started playing Victor Ran was that the Victor is voiced by Geralt. Now, don't ask me the actor's name, but I put a lot of time into The Witcher. Um, I will check his name before I do the review to give him full credit. Bit strange to hear Geralt in another game. I've never heard this voice actor anywhere else. I, maybe I have in a very different performance but his performance is actually quite similar to Geralt's and the guy's got a distinctive voice you know and he's a monster hunter again and it's kind of like oh okay I mean sure it took me a minute but then I, I just got into the swing of it and it's got like you know what's the most important thing from an action RPG with this isometric setting now um I play I think it's the Van Helsing games uh, Van Helsing 1 and 2 uh, came out on Xbox One and they are crap they are not good I, I think I might have reviewed both of them 
the main reason they're not good is they have confusing menus, they have way too many options, and their gameplay just isn't sharp enough. Victor Ran, however, plays great. It's streamlined, it feels great, you've got a great dodge mechanic, combat feels varied using different weapons. It might not have the deepest RPG sort of setup, but it's very much inspired by Diablo. Less is more, but focus on polish. And I think the story is fun and engaging with that dark sort of gothic fantasy setting, and the action is fun and fast-paced, and therefore I'm, I'm saying, you know, obviously I'm gonna, the review will be going up, uh, hopefully uh, on day of release. Check that out for my final thoughts, but I'm, it's looking very positive right now. Uh, the other game I'm, I'm reviewing, which is uh, out on PC already, uh, is The Town of Light, which is kind of a cross between a horror game and a walking simulator. It's a narrative-focused game that deals with mental illness in a very realistic way about how people were really treated in the 1940s in Italian mental hospitals. And let me put it this way. It's not good. It's incredibly bleak. Um, it's, uh, you know, I'm, I'm maybe not enjoying... All the gameplay right now um however i'm going to be playing more of it because i suspect the story and the emotional impact of the situations is really going to grab me and really pull me in it's disturbing in a good way i feel like i'm learning stuff as well um but i look forward to giving more uh in-depth thoughts about that that's not out for another like week or so on console so i'll be talking about that in further reviews as they come out so i'm looking forward to playing more of that Another game that's coming out next week, which I just got a code for this weekend um, over the bank holiday. And I love this. Look, as an amateur enthusiast press, are you somebody who is very enthusiastic about video gaming but doesn't get paid to talk about it? I always respect the fact when I drop an email over the weekend, I generally don't expect to reply until the start of the next week, right, from a developer. Um, but more often than not, if this email goes to an indie developer, like it did in this, did in this case, um, I got a response like within an hour on a Saturday. Um, and that's really cool. I mean, these guys, they don't take time off. These guys work. They work constantly. You talk to Adam about it uh, on Bixby's Biz Bob. Obviously, he's got a history of being an indie developer as well, um, and he, but he's just got back into video game development again now, so congrats to Adam for that. But yeah, these guys don't stop. Um, I love that work ethic. I respect it a lot, and I was really uh, thankful that they got back to me uh, as quickly as they did. So I've been playing this game, Tokyo 42, which is this isometric action game um, set in this futurist, futuristic Tokyo setting where you play as an assassin doing hits. Um, and I'm, I'm kind of early on. I don't really want, I can't really talk about gameplay too much right now. I don't want to talk about it too much before release and I don't want to talk about it uh, in too much detail because I've not played it enough yet. However, I am definitely enjoying this aesthetic of this game. So we talked about strong visual aesthetics at the, uh, at the start of the podcast when I was referring to Rhyme. This has got a, another strong visual aesthetic, but very, very different. It's got this way pulled back view of the world and the world is like almost like an escher painting but very colorful um uh, cubist i guess like stark beautiful neons and pastels combined together to make this slightly abstract cityscape and, and you know in the vein of like a hotline miami it's a one-hit kill game so obviously there's a lot of um risk and reward involved in this game obviously you're going to find yourself getting better at with the game and the gameplay as you progress and you pick up the skills and the different weapons and stuff as you go on i've only put about an hour into it so far but i'm definitely finding it curious it's definitely a different experience. I keep saying definitely and obviously. This is probably because I'm talking by myself here and monologuing without stopping or having anything to drink. Maybe should have thought of that. Maybe should have got something to drink. Because obviously I'm doing this podcast. I'm recording it live like we do B BXB's Bits and Bobs, which means I'm streaming it, which means I don't take breaks. There will be no edits. What you hear is what I did 
off the cuff, much like when I do one of my video reviews, but however, running a lot longer. Uh, so take a breath. I look forward to giving you the full reviews for Victor Brand, Tokyo 42, and The Town of Light shortly, within the next week or so, on all three of those. Um, so check that out at bxbgames.co.uk. I'm definitely sure we'll be touching upon them all again when we next do an episode of BXB Bits and Bobs, when all the guys are present and can ask me questions and stuff. But think of this like a bonus teaser that you're getting to hear about this stuff earlier. That's cool, isn't it? Yeah, I think that's cool. So let's move on to some of the big news that's happened in the last week. And I really want to do this because on this show because I think focusing on news with all the guys, it's a bit boring, isn't it? Because it's like, I, I will tell them what the news has happened or I'll throw it to another guy and they'll explain what's happened in the news. But then what discussion is there to have? Often it's just like, there's some news. That's a release date. That's a delay. That's a studio closure. Mm, that sucks. That's great. That's awesome. That's kind of all you can say to a news article. So I'm just going to fly through the news. Far Cry 5, guys. This is looking surprisingly good. I was quite cold on Far Cry 4. Primal was a nice twist on the formula. 3 blew me away. Far Cry 4, I found, um, it just iterated on 3, and therefore I was quite disappointed with it. That review, I think, went up on Brit Xbox and may now be lost to the sands of time and to server collapses, which happened, but, you know, it might still be out there. I can't remember if I did it on video or not. Yeah, I wasn't, I wasn't in love with that. I never, you know, it just didn't hook me the same way as 3 did. Primal, like I said, was a nice pleasant surprise with the setting. Five is looking cool. Right, so basically we're in Hope County, Montana. We're in the US of A, people. That's different. That's not some semi-racist setting where I'm killing, you know, native sort of Polynesians on an island or people in the Himalayas or, you know, tribes people. I'm in the US. I'm dealing with what seemed to be a sort of right-wing religious cult, sort of militant group. You know, this is sounding interesting. Let's check out this trailer, guys, because I think this setting could really set Far Cry 5 apart from its predecessors. And I think it's a gutsy move from the developers at Ubisoft to move this to the US. It's very politically charged. It's got a very sort of current event feel to it. And I can't wait to see how that's going to play out on who you play as. My money, my money is on undercover FBI agents sent to infiltrate, infiltrate the cult. That's my money. I don't think you're going to be sort of like from Montana. I think that's what they're going to do. They're going to do something like that, you know? So I, I'm sure that's happened in films. I can't remember the films off the top of my head right now, but I feel like I've seen that plot before. And it's definitely one I'd have enjoyed doing. I get, cause, because I get bored of the idea of like, you know, Far Cry 3 and Far Cry 4, especially, you're like some kind of tourist who just happens to become amazing at shooting and murdering people. I like the idea of maybe you being a bit more trained and capable to start with, a little bit less of the Ludo narrative dissonance. That bus term is so much fun to use. So that might be fun to see. Anyway, there's going to be loads more of that coming up. It's coming out in February, um, which is you know a little bit away off. That they're missing um, they're missing Christmas this year, the full season this year, which is a bit of a shame. But I think that might be because Ubisoft has got a few other games lined up for fall, which we're going to be finding out more about at E3, such as Assassin's Creed Origins and the sequel to The Crew. So they might be the big Ubisoft games at the end of the year, which is why Far Cry's been shoved into February. I say February. It does smell like one of those kind of games that might get a delay. You know, then it might be coming out around this time next year, sort of May time, June time, August. Those are good times because it's quiet usually. That is, it's quiet if you're not releasing against a certain rock star behemoth, or behemoth, depending on how you like to pronounce that word, that has now been delayed into spring 2018, and that is Red Dead Redemption 2. We don't know much more than that, other than it's a Rockstar game. Yeah, it got delayed. That that happens. 
I mean, is that a surprise to anybody? No, not, not really. I feel like this game was delayed before it was announced. You know, <laughs> like the announcement came later than everybody expected because it had been delayed internally. And now that it has been announced, yeah, we've got a delay. Could it get delayed again? Yes. Might it be the end of next year before we see this game? Quite possibly. Will that surprise anybody in the press? No. Is it a bummer? Yes, because let's be honest, we all want to play this game. This game's going to be amazing. So they put out some screenshots as a consolation prize for this delay announcement, and they look stunning. That's not a surprise to anybody. This game will be fantastic. Red Dead Redemption is probably my favorite Rockstar game. I get sick of GTA games. I find the GTA games, their writing and their satire and their humor is too on the nose. It's too predictable. It's kind of boring. It's not smart commentary or, you know, it's really surface level. Red Dead Redemption, however, it wasn't like that. It wasn't trying to be satire. It was trying to be what felt like historically accurate to a degree. It was so fresh and original. And that world it just never fails to be exciting to go back to. I'm always picking it up again on 360 on backwards compatibility on the Xbox One. So I can't wait for Red Dead Redemption 2. You know, the idea that you're going to be in part of a, like a big gang, you're going to be able to flip between different characters and all that sort of stuff with that Wild West setting. Oh, yes, yes. I'm in, 100% in, whenever that comes out. Uh, that's the thing, though. You know, we don't want to necessarily see a game which has got sort of a slight Wild West feel to it, even though it isn't. It's set in modern day Montana, Far Cry 5. You're not going to want them to release next door to each other, right? You're going to want to keep them apart. But let's be honest, the publishers and developers that were looking at their releases at the end of this year are all now jumping up and down with joy over the fact that Red Dead Redemption 2 has been delayed because it means they've got a chance of selling a few games. This is a game series. This is a developer, I should say, Rockstar. When they put a game out, the other games developers they, they don't just avoid it every form of media release will avoid that week at least maybe more two weeks three weeks be it films be it music be it tv be it books for christ's sake everybody's going to want to stay away from that because they know everybody every consumer is going to go out and buy red dead redemption 2 that weekend that's where their money's going it will be going nowhere else so whenever it comes out it's going to be huge fingers crossed it'll be awesome no reason to think it won't so, more news. Xbox Game Pass. It's out. It's happening. I've been playing around with it in preview since, well, it feels like months, which is why I think this was majorly sort of unreported by most outlets because it wasn't that exciting, and it's kind of like, well, we've all been fiddled around with it already. So this is Netflix for Xbox. This is 100-plus games available at a, I think it's $7.99 UK price uh, per month. Uh, you get a 14-day trial if you sign up. It's out now, right now for gold members. It's getting a full release on June the 4th. First, but isn't that the same thing? Because who owns an Xbox but doesn't have a gold description? And you know what? I've been lurking around on the Xbox subreddit quite a bit recently um, just to get an idea of, of what people are talking about and what issues come up and stuff like that on there. It's quite an interesting place. It's mostly quite a nice and supportive community, but, you know, it's Reddit, so that's still full of assholes. But, you know, people on there, there are a lot of people that post on there that don't have gold subscriptions. It's not something everyone has. And I guess to me, as somebody who's had one since pretty much day one, without fail, I, you don't even consider it. It's just one of those costs that comes out, you know, every 12 months or 14 months or whatever, or monthly if you do it that way. Um, and you don't even think about it. But yeah, there are a lot of people that don't have it. Um, so fair enough. I guess it makes sense to do a two-tier release. Um, <laughs> let's be honest. Anecdotally, Xbox Xbox got hammered hard because of Games Pass release. Um, things have been very slow on the service. 
Um, there's been a lot of connectivity issues. Downloads have been even slower than normal. I've definitely noticed a few problems with downloading stuff, and there was a big problems with um, purchases failing to download and stuff like that, and licensing issues over the last few days. So yeah, things have been bumpy. Uh, I'm guessing because so many people have been jumping on, checking out this 14-day trial for Xbox Games Plus. And you know what? I think it's great value. If you're new to the Xbox, if you're picking up an Xbox now for the first time, and S, or if you're going to be waiting, getting one with the Scorpio, this is a cool service. This is like a way of checking out a whole bunch of games for a low cost or free for 14 days uh, on the Xbox. Why would you not want to do that? Why wouldn't you want to do that? It's so cool. Uh, I think it's a great idea, and I think it's going to be really exciting to see where Phil Spencer takes this uh, Xbox, uh, and maybe it's going to progress maybe to the point where, like Netflix, they are making they are making games and developing games that only get released, only get released on the Game Pass. Can you imagine? Exclusive to Game Pass. That's pretty. That's pretty exciting. I'm, I'm look forward to seeing what they do with this. It's uh, it's the future, I think, of of console gaming. Get away from brick and mortar, digital only subscription services. You know where you download it locally, and then you can play it as long as you have the subscription. I think that's cool. I'm looking forward to seeing more. So moving on to some more news. The culling is coming to Xbox. This is a big deal because it's going to be the first kind of standalone battle royale game on a console, and it's coming in uh, via the game preview program on the second of June. Uh, it's sadly not Player Unknown's Battleground, uh, <laughs> which every major video game outlet is streaming and playing and talking about and loving and making me so fucking jealous because I don't have a PC that's good enough to run it. Uh, but I probably did on the I would on the lowest settings, but I don't want to do that. I need to build a new rig. Um, but you know, it looks like so much fun that game. I know I'm not talking about the culling. The culling we kind of talked about. A few months ago, I believe it was, when Adam or Cameron or somebody played it and talked about it in review. I can't remember. It seemed quite generic. But I think what looks so good about uh, PlayRunner's Battlegrounds compared to the culling is there's no fucking crafting. I don't want to be running around crafting shit when I want to when I want to be killing people or hunting people or hiding from people. You know, that's why I think Player Unknown is working so well. Because it just you go, you pick shit up, you shoot people. That's a simple, simple thing. On a big map with 100 players or a bunch of teams, man, it looks so much fun. I'm watching streams of this on Waypoint. I'm watching it on IGN. I'm watching it on Giant Bomb. These guys are, are just having a great time being shit for the most part. And it's so entertaining. And I'd also love to be on there streaming it and talking about streaming things. There's a little side note that it's not actually in my show notes here and won't be a followable link. Hey, guess what? Beam is now Mixer. Why not? So that's the, uh, the streaming service that uh, Microsoft owns, and they've renamed it from Beam to Mixer. Yep, that's it. I've been streaming a few bits on Beam. At least I was before my internet went to crap. Hopefully this has all been all right for you and there's not been technical problems while you've been watching this. But, you know, my and my like this will all be lost on the internet. It would have been a complete waste of time. But that's what you get for experimental podcasting. Woohoo! Um, but, you know, I've been streamed a bit on Beam and uh, it's fine. You know, I quite like it. I think it's quite a cool service that it's so well integrated into the Xbox. You know, you've got to wonder, though, are you going to get the same kind of uh, exposure from using Beam or, should I say, Mixer now, as you would as a Twitch? Maybe, maybe not. I'm not big on the streaming stuff. I'm trying to get myself into streaming more. And by all, the mean, by all means, guys, if you would like to see us at BXP Games streaming more stuff rather than just doing the edited video reviews, well, the footage I might add, not the audio. I always do that in one take. Um, if you want to see that, let me know, and I will endeavor to sort out more streaming. But it's not for me. I'm too old. You know, I, I like doing these live podcasts. I feel like I'm talking to you and chatting to you and interacting with you. But when I can't give you my whole attention when I'm trying to play a game at the same time. I don't know how these kids do it. It's quite impressive. I won't lie. So after that, we're going to move on to the announcement of Games with Gold June. Now, before I do that, 
this sounds very much like an Xbox focused podcast. And I always admit, you know, primary platform for me, but we also talk PS4 and we also talk PC. Though I think it's fair to say the other guys maybe do that more than I do. So when you do listen to these shows, they're probably going to be a little bit Xbox focused. Uh, don't get me wrong, the site is multi format and multi platform, but it's just the nature of the beast, guys. I, I pay more attention a little bit to Xbox. I'm a little bit biased. You know, we used to be Brit Xbox. My love for console gaming came from the original Xbox. So I'm always going to talk about Xbox before I talk about everything else. But, you know, it's not it's not my fault PlayStation have announced their June PlayStation Plus lineup. But, you know, Xbox have announced June's uh, Games with Gold, and it's a good one, guys. We've got Speedrunners, the first ever Tiny Build game. I love Tiny Build. Tiny Build are an amazing indie publisher and developer. They've got such great ethos. They're always awesome to me on emails and stuff. They're really nice people, and I'm always willing to talk about their shit because they really love their games. And they always play out innovative, weird stuff like Party Hard and this home invasion game that's coming up. Uh, and what was that? Uh, Cluster Truck and this, uh, th that station game Adam played with the zombies on the train and all that stuff. That's terrible. I can't remember what it's called, but you look back through the podcast and the reviews and you'll find it. Uh, so Speedrun is their first game. It's the first time they ported it to consoles, and that's going to be free from its launch at the start of June, which is pretty cool. We've also got some massive Ubisoft games here. We've got Watch Dogs, the first Watch Dogs, sadly. But you, no, you're not surprised, are you? It wouldn't have been Watch Dogs 2. And I'm kind of happy. I'm happy and happy. I'm kind of happy, happy, happy. The words are getting confused now. I've been talking all the time. But I'm happy that Watch Dogs is coming um, into Games with Gold because I played that originally on PS4. Uh, I don't have any achievements for it on Xbox, so I, I might go back and... Yeah, I'm not going to have time to do that. That's not going to happen. But it's a nice thought. You know, it's a nice thought. Assassin's Creed 3 is coming to backwards compatibility and to Games with Gold. That's really cool because I have the Ezio collection. I have four... Uh, up to current day uh, Assassin's Creed games, but I don't have Assassin's Creed 3 on, in my library. So because of that, I will do. And it's a fantastic, mm, I was going to say it's a fantastic game. It's kind of like Watch Dogs 1. It's kind of like the, the the black, ugly duckling, you know, the, the runt of the litter, the one that uh, stands out a little bit from the collection. I, I hope that didn't even sound too racist. I didn't mean to sound, say black as a negative. That was me. Oh, well, you know, white. Middle-aged man. I suppose that means I've been rambling too long and I'm going slightly crazy. And maybe with my old age, slightly racist. I apologize if you find that offensive. It wasn't intended to be. But I will say that it's the ugly runt of the litter, much like Watch Dogs was to Watch Dogs 2. Assassin's Creed 3 to 4. Maybe not Unity. Unity was a part of shit because of all the bugs. But definitely to 4 and to Syndicate and to the Ezio collection from 4. It was a bit diversive. Some people really love its setting. Some people found its open nature a little bit uh, less conducive, a little bit less fun because of less things to climb. I found it kind of experimental. I kind of like it, but I found Connor, the main character, really, really boring. Much like Aiden Pierce in Watch Dogs was really, really boring. So, so dull. Uh, however, it'll be nice to have it in the collection. And the final big game that's coming is Dragon Age Origins. And that's a big deal because that's a fantastic game. That's Bioware making a CRPG that's as in-depth and uh, obscure and weird as you can possibly imagine on the console, but it's well worth checking out, especially if you found Inquisition was a step too far into the kind of console mass market nature. Dragon Age Origins is not that. Dragon Age Origins, it, Origins is pretty classic in its stylings of an RPG, and it's pretty in-depth and hardcore, and it should be like 100 hours of gameplay if you really wanted to get into it. We're nearly there, by the way, guys. I'm on to the last 
little news story here and that's uh, another big fantasy rpg is uh coming to xbox one and ps4 after i think it was a slightly missed launch on 360 and ps3 that's dragon's dogma many people didn't play that i think we were moving in towards um, console transitional time period at that point i think a lot of people missed that game it's a very japanese take on a kind of Western RPG, there's some there's some sort of Dark Souls vibes to it. There's some quite hard bits and concepts to it. It's definitely not, say, as straightforward as Dragon Age. But Dragon's Dogma is a unique fantasy RPG experience. And if that does make it uh, over to the West, because we've only got a confirmed kind of port for Japan at the moment, but if it does make it over to the US and, in, and to Europe, um, I think that's going to be really cool to see the... Dark Arisen, the, the new fancy version that came out on PC on the consoles. And I'm definitely excited to check it out again. So that's it, guys. That is Bonus Babble, episode one. That's me rambling inconsistently, incoherently, and probably somewhat offensively for an indeterminate amount of time because I can't see how long this has actually been running. Um, but this is what I'm thinking about doing in the off weeks between bits and bobs depending on if there's enough things to talk about. I think there was enough things to talk about this time. I really wanted to do it two weeks ago, um, but I was sadly really, really sick that weekend, and I just wasn't able to. Like I said, I've been thinking about doing it for a while, um, a show where I just catch you guys up on some pertinent bits. I hope I was moderately entertaining. I hope I was mostly coherent. And by all means, leave me some feedback on Twitter, on Facebook, on the site's comments, on anywhere you'd like, and let me know what you think. And if you want more of this, or if you wish I was dead and never did any more of this ever again, that's that's legitimate too. Um, hopefully we'll be back soon. Like I said, next week is a bit questionable. Um, fingers crossed. I don't want to promise anything. But please head over to bxbgames.co.uk, check out all the website, head over to iTunes, like and subscribe and do all that crap on YouTube. And uh, follow me on Twitter personally, at DIYE, and follow at bxbgames for the main feed. I hope you enjoyed this. So, somewhat strangely, by myself, I say alone, see you later. Bye-bye.